Hey, lovely listeners, and welcome to the Invigorate Wellness Podcast. I am your host, Kate Mackey, and my hope is that you will be informed, entertained, and challenged in the way that you approach your health and well-being, and have a bit of fun along the way through spending a few minutes listening to this podcast. So I hope that by the end of each episode, you'll feel more inspired and refreshed than you did before. So let's get to it. I am here with my friend, Amy Taimo, and we're just going to have a chat about social media. I think after I had my little social media break recently, it's such a good topic to explore. So we're just going to bounce some ideas back and forth. Um, So welcome, Amy. Thanks for having me, Kate. It's just such a great pleasure to be here. Um, Yes, we're sitting in Amy's house, looking outside at quite a... It's not gloomy, it's just um, a bit white, but it's a lovely day nonetheless. Anywho, I digress already. So today we're having a chat about social media And I just thought I'd open it up in regards to, you know, the amount of time that we spend on social media. And so, Amy, what is your, what's your general idea or approach in terms of social media like Facebook and Instagram? Thanks, Kate. Good question. So I mainly use Facebook and Instagram And I really quite like Instagram because I love photography. And so Instagram Mm. is such a a really great platform in terms of sharing photos as well as seeing other people's photos and their photography. Mm. So my preference is usually to use Instagram more than Facebook, but I have Facebook to remain connected mainly with friends who are from a different state. I I came from Queensland down in Melbourne two years ago, and so it's a good way for me to keep updated with what's going back back home on the Gold Coast with friends and different life mm. updates that I wouldn't necessarily get otherwise because it would be really quite hard for me to contact all my friends every week and find out how they're doing, but Facebook's a really great tool for me to remain mm. in the loop. So those are the only two um, social media platforms I use. I dabble a little bit in Pinterest, mm. but that doesn't have so much of a social component to it mm. or that I don't really tap into that. So, yeah. Nice. And I suppose I'm interested in finding out, do you set boundaries? Like, do you have boundaries like, okay, I'm only going to go on these particular platforms within on these days or these hours or I'm only going to pop on for 10 minutes or anything like that absolutely yes I do have two really important boundaries that I set with social media and I established these boundaries years and years ago probably close to about maybe five years ago when I started using Facebook more and even when Instagram became a lot more popular Mm. the first one is I don't look at social media when I wake up in the morning 
And Mm. my hard rule that I've set for myself is that I actually don't even look at it until I'm out of the house. Mm -hmm. So that ties in quite nicely with the morning routine that I already have. And so I really want to protect that morning routine that when I'm getting up in the morning, getting ready for work, having my quiet time before breakfast, that that's just purely to make sure that I'm starting the day with a refreshed mind and just Mm. really feeding the mind and the heart with some positive things. And so I'll avoid looking at social media. And I can actually probably say that, uh, like, I can't even remember the last time that I woke up in the morning, first thing I looked at my phone to check social Mm. media, like it's it's been that long. And that's been really important. And I think because I've said it um, quite as a quite a hard rule, Um, it's very hard for me to now want to look at my phone first thing in the morning. Mm. The other one I do is on the other side of that, um, that scale in the evenings. So before going to bed is also another boundary that I set and I'll try and avoid looking at, um, social media at least half an hour before going to sleep. There might be the occasional times. I think evenings is a little bit harder to remain a bit more disciplined because mm. um, there's been lots that's happened throughout the day and sometimes it's nice just to zone out by looking on mm. social media, flicking through Instagram, scrolling down. And so, yeah, evenings, I have to say, a little bit harder, but I do also see the benefit in making sure that I'm not looking at social media right before going to sleep. So I'll definitely avoid actually looking at the phone whilst I'm lying in bed so if I'm looking Mm. at social media it won't be in that space um so I'm giving my eyes a break because I know there's lots of benefits from not looking at your phone um before going to sleep and making sure you've got a really good routine Mm. to settle yourself to sleep so yeah those two are the main ones yeah um I have also in the past also um also had social media free days so one day a Mm. week where I don't intentionally go into social media Mm. and that's been really life-giving as well a really small little practice that's been really good and so I'll pick a day on the weekend let's say Saturday or Sunday where I'll go okay today I'm not going to check Facebook and I'm not going to check Instagram and that's really nice as well to give the brain a bit of a break Mm. from from looking at that Mm. yeah cool I think one thing you touched on there was having that boundary in the morning, which is really important. And that sort of aligns with one of my boundaries, which I probably created last year in saying that no social media before 8.30 in the morning. So that's pretty much the same idea. No social media um, when I'm at home in the morning and if I'm commuting that's also, yeah, not the time to go on. And I think that's really served me well and also reflects your true values, getting those particular things in that you want to do, whether it's reading or having a proper breakfast or something like that. I think that's really refreshing. And I think it just takes that... um, pressure off in the morning as well or just making sure that you're not starting the day by comparing your morning with someone else or yeah I think it's I think it's really good to preserve that morning time so that's awesome 
Yeah. And another thing I've also tried is, yeah, having that social media free day, like on a Sunday or a Saturday, which sometimes happens, sometimes doesn't. But I know for me, if I can keep the home generally free from social media and just keep it while I'm out and about, that somehow seems to work well. Aside from the times when I'll go, oh, I really want to add this person or I haven't looked at their um, account in a long time. Um, So there there is the occasional 10 o'clock at night look, but that tends to not go well. That can sort of spiral out as well. Um, And I suppose, yeah, that sort of leads on to perhaps another question where I'd want to ask what's happened on a time where you've overstepped the line? Like, do you have a bit of a a story or a time in mind where you've, you've known it's gone too far and you've and it's had a negative impact on you? Do you have any moments that have sort of helped you reshape your boundaries or has it always been something that you've had a decent hold on? Yeah, I have to say that I think when I look back on times where I probably overused social media or used it too much in a way that wasn't positive probably just on a day-to-day basis or on a daily incident where perhaps Mm. I've just started looking at something and then just mindlessly ended up spending you know a good solid 15 minutes even half an hour Mm. on on Instagram just looking at really random things and then at the end just not feeling great and thinking Mm. what did I just spend my time doing Mm. um but I think in those moments when I've thought about the why like why have I just mindlessly been scrolling through Instagram it's often been when I've been quite stressed Mm. and I need to give my mind a bit of a mental break and I need to just Mm. distract myself from thinking about how busy I've been throughout the week or something that's just been quite stressful so then from there I've thought okay what is it that I actually need to be doing that's going to help me to rest my mind and perhaps social media is not one of them so I think really using Mm. that that feeling of not feeling great after just mindlessly scrolling to then um redirect myself to actually seek out what I need to be doing to either create some rest for my brain so Mm. it could be okay maybe I need to just as simple light a candle make my room just a bit more calming and it could be picking up a book and reading a book or it could be journaling down Mm. what's what's been stressful what's been on my mind that perhaps distracting my mind is not so much what I need to be doing, but actually just offloading on a piece of paper the thoughts, mm. the thoughts that are going around in my mind. So I think that's when I've found social media to be detrimental to my health just on mm. a really daily basis. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't happen all too often. 
I have to say. And I think because of setting that boundary first thing in the morning, it it's really important to for that to carry as a rhythm throughout the day. And I I remember listening to quite a few people about the morning routine that what you set in the morning is really important to set that rhythm throughout the day. So if I'm not reaching for the phone quickly in the morning, if I'm not frantically running mm. around, then that rhythm kind of carries throughout the day where I think if I was to quickly pick up the phone, be scrolling through social media and checking, sending messages frantically, mm. then I think that just naturally as a result carries on throughout the day. So being quite strict with those boundaries has really helped. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Awesome. I think you touched on a really good thing which is actually having that self-awareness to realize, okay, why why am I doing this? And going and actually going, oh, I don't feel good after it. Like I, I, I could be wrong, but I think a lot of us jump on and we're looking for that mini distraction. And then you end up going, oh, I actually feel worse than I did before and that could be for any number of reasons it could be comparison or yeah something like that but it's funny because on the other hand I can think of a lot of times where I've gone onto Instagram and I've left feeling inspired and I've seen something beautiful or I've gone oh wow I really want to travel to that place and I think that's what I am in search of when I log on. I'm hoping to look at something beautiful or, yeah, something that I'm going to save for later and go, oh, I really want to go to that cafe or that country. And you just don't know what you're going to get. Sometimes you're not going to get any of that. And, yeah, but I think you said it really beautifully, actually going, okay, what's something else that I can do? That was something else I was going to bring up. Like, what is the antidote? What is something, what is a better habit that we can do instead of going, okay, I'm going to get my fix from Instagram or Facebook. And that actually leads in really nicely to habits. You know, what habits do we have or what habits do we need um, instead of jumping on to social media? Because I know that in the six weeks that I was off social media, I really found myself going on YouTube a lot more, which is really not something that I did beforehand. And I'd be going, okay, I just need that five or 10 minute thing. And a lot of the time it was something positive it was something inspiring something interesting someone's story and yeah very in fact it was never something negative it was always something interesting or funny but it was just interesting watching how I went from one habit to another without even realizing it and going okay I need 10 minutes of time just to zone out And so that's not, I mean, that could be interpreted as a good habit or a bad habit, but I think initially I wouldn't have thought that was going to happen. I wouldn't have thought, okay, now I'm going to jump from social media to 
YouTube because in a sense YouTube could be seen as another yeah another media channel where you can connect with people although that's not how I see it so yeah like I think we can sort of go from we can take away a habit but we need to essentially think about well what's going to take its place what's going to actually fill that gap because if we don't we could end up doing creating not so good habits Mm. um yeah do you have any thoughts I don't know on that area of habits and creating good habits when we're going to take away a bad habit yeah I I I think what you've said is really really interesting in terms of when you're cutting out a particular habit in your life the importance of then replacing it with something that is positive and that you're intentional about it it's also with cutting Mm. out things such as food and you know in diets if Mm. it's not going to work necessarily if you just say all right I'm going to just quit you know sugar altogether (laughs) you actually have to put a bit of thought into it and think about okay if I'm not going to do or eat this or do that what am I going to replace it with instead Mm. I think it's we're fascinating human beings we're almost Mm. wired to to have these habits and, and get quite a attached to certain patterns and habits in their life so Mm. I think it's really important to be intentional with what you're going to replace it with yeah I think going back to what I was saying earlier for me and I think it's tying in with how you're using social media so whether you're using it positively or negatively and being self-aware mm. to identify when it's becoming negative yeah. and like how I was saying how for me when I was noticing that I was using it as a mental break but in actual fact it wasn't really helping me in the situation to disconnect or just unwind from the day mm. and it could have been also perhaps even impacting me subconsciously in terms of comparison or just Mm. yeah not Mm. not creating great thoughts um in my life then to realize okay maybe perhaps by writing down what's been going in my mind is better than distracting myself by looking at things on social media Mm. so then for me what I found and I'm starting to do more and more now is that before I go to bed I do get a piece of paper out and if there's anything that's in my mind that's Mm. just whirling around Mm. I actually write it down and then I'll write the counter thought so I'll counterbalance it with a positive thought and on one Mm. side of the page I'll have out that's the thought that I want to get rid of and then on the other side next to it I'll have in and that's the thought that I want to be thinking about yeah so that's been really important for me in terms of social media because I think if I was to just go onto social media and just disregard the thought that's kind of troubling me Mm. then I'll just be distracting my mind and not necessarily dealing with the thought in a way that's going to help me have a good sleep at night and wake up feeling more refreshed um not to say that I have it all down pat and perfect there are times where you know (laughs) I'll you know I'll forget these things and then you know Mm. and end up Mm. going on social media but I think the more you can be aware 
the better it is. The other thing I think what I've been thinking about with social media and tying in with this as well is that, and I think the, the issue for me personally is when I'm not consciously aware of what I'm thinking when I'm actually on social media. Mm. And that's where I think where I've struggled with comparison by looking at other people's posts because little did I know was I aware that when I was looking at people's photos Mm. what is what is the conversation that's going on in my head like what am I actually listening to in my head and because it's so easy on social media just to kind of look at things keep on looking looking scrolling and not actually pay attention to what you're actually thinking Mm. that's where I think it can the danger can lie so I think for me what's really helped and again going back to the habit is actually going okay I'm gonna pay more attention to what I'm thinking when I'm on social media or even perhaps Mm. after I've come off it yeah you know immediately I've closed the app down or I've signed out what am I thinking am I thinking about how this friend that has all these posts and you know they're doing something that I've always really wanted to do and then immediately I start to feel perhaps jealous or perhaps questioning oh why isn't that happening for me in my life or I'm not seeing that in my life right now so yeah like just to be consciously aware of what what am I thinking about when I'm on social media or when I'm hopping off it Mm. to help Mm. um yeah with with using it positively yeah and I think that's kind of a constant challenge even if we're looking at the right things or say we we've unfollowed a few people or you know people we may know or not know who might not be feeding us you know positively that we've noticed when we're on social media I've found that even if I'm following all the right people, yeah, that can still come up in terms of going, oh, wow, everything's going really well and that's great and I'm happy for them and I'm happy for me but I'm still walking away feeling this niggle and, oh, I had a thought but it's gone. Yeah. Um. But you touched on a really good thing with in terms of that jealousy. Yeah, and just to add on that too, this just came to my mind, is actually recognising that we can take control. So yeah. there are different settings on okay. Instagram, on Facebook, that you can actually take charge and make decisions on what you see and make decisions on what you allow on your feed. Mm. And I think that's really wow. important in in turning that around so that we're not just readers but we actually are authors on the settings of our social media so Mm. whether we friends with particular people on Facebook but for whatever reason we feel just to create a bit of a boundary for ourselves emotionally we may just choose to unfollow their posts because maybe it's not in your perspective positive but you still want to remain friends yeah um so you can make those decisions and take control of what you are seeing to an extent obviously you can't control everything because that's just the nature of social media people are posting things and they come up on your feed but you can actually you know look at looking into some of those settings and taking a bit more charge so we're not just Mm. on the receptive end of this abundance of information Mm. and just 
letting it wash over us that you can actually take Mm. charge Mm. in what you see and what you read yeah that reminds me of I yeah when the first the first time the setting came in to hide people's posts or updates without actually cutting them off like you know you're still friends with them and you can just hide their posts you can hide all of them or some of them and I remember I added a friend when I was living in London and I realized you know she had a very sunny disposition in real life but a lot of the stuff she was putting on Facebook this was when I was more um, regular using Facebook and just sort of quite angry quite negative and a lot of posts and I didn't know quite what to do because you can get a bit sucked in and then you go okay I think I need to take a step back from here so and that's also been the case with people sometimes fairly close to me or someone who's putting up posts where they're just to be real like they're they're sort of looking for sympathy all the time like sort of unhealthy you're you're noticing unhealthy patterns and to get to a stage where you go okay this is not actually helping me you can see a pattern in someone's life and you know those patterns could even be in our own in our in our own lives and being able to disengage is really powerful i think something i've been thinking about is yes there's a lot of crap and bad things happening in the world and you can easily easily get sucked into that and go oh my gosh what is this life this is crazy you know and start to feel quite down about that but one thing i've identified and that I'm putting in place in my posts is that there's enough bad stuff out there and if I can keep my positivity and if I can keep my faith and hopefully yeah be a source of light for people I think that is so much more powerful you know it's that old thing of you know light can stamp out the darkness and there's a there's enough darkness out there and a way for me to keep my positivity going Mm. is by looking at the positive things yeah and that that's really great the analogy that comes to my mind with what you're just saying is we we have houses we live in homes or an apartment we have a front door Mm. and someone comes knocking at your door you're not just going to let anybody in yeah and so similarly with facebook i think we need to recognize that we too have the ability to say yes and no to what we're letting in. Mm. So if there's information coming, you can choose, okay, maybe this information isn't positive. It's not feeding into my life in a really healthy way. So I'm going to choose not to let that in. Yeah. And so I think that the image that I get in my mind is that sometimes with social media, we have this wide open door, our front door is wide open, yeah. just letting a stream of things just come come into our head, in our headspace. Wow. And so 
the importance of actually taking a bit of charge and realizing, hang on, Mm. I need to keep my door closed and be selective of what I let in and and what I keep out. And it goes back to what you're saying is that, you know, not letting all the negative stuff of what's going on around come in. It's not to say that you're, you're Mm. not aware or you're not, you're not um, rejecting that that exists, but for you to be able to actually find solutions and actually make a change or be positive in, in spaces, you actually need to be thinking of the solutions and not focusing on the negative stuff that's going on around. Mm. So, yeah. That's awesome. I think that's a really good way to think about it. How many times do we, you know, say there's someone at the door, probably someone we don't know, because usually we know who's coming to our door. You know, we have a choice and, um, yes, this may sound absolutely terrible and I'm happy to be the person who says it, but say there's a charity person at your door and you're, you know, you're in your pyjamas or you're sick. There was one day I was sick, you know. I'm not usually always home you know, between the nine to five, Monday to Friday, like many of us. And there was one day I was sick and there was a knock and I thought, oh my goodness, it's not normal that someone's at my door, so I better answer it. And so I'm in my dressing gown and it's a charity person and, you know, it was a lovely person and we had a chat for about five minutes, but I was sick. So that wasn't the right time or the right opportunity and I love that thought in terms of social media and I think also if we know that we're not in the best headspace Mm -hmm. that social media while it can bring us good things it may not always be the healthiest thing for us to dip into Mm. so keeping that timing in mind and Mm. yeah we don't always need to open that front door so that's awesome. Well, I think we've hit the 30-minute mark, so we might wrap up. Um, I want to thank you guys so much for listening, and we may dip into conversations with Amy at a later time. I know that I would love that, so we'll see. I'm getting positive signs from Amy that we may do that again. Um, So thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast, please hit subscribe. And I'd love to invite you to give this uh, episode um, or podcast a quick star rating on iTunes or share it with someone you love and have the best week. Goodbye.